0: Hi, this is Adam from Game to Grow. We're about to launch Critical Core, a therapeutic RPG that helps kids on the autism spectrum build confidence, creativity, and social skills. Please help us by pledging your support at criticalcore.org. Welcome to GT Radio, the Geek
1: Therapy Community Podcast. This is a bonus episode about Shazam, which we which we saw. Uh, who are we? I am Jose Cardona, joined by Laura Taylor. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Shazam. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. It's a bonus episode. It was awesome. Full spoilers.
2: So go see the movie. Come back. This is coming
1: on a Friday. Movie started today, but mm-hmm. we saw it. So, you know, come back when you when you watched it. And, yeah, you know, I think, man, there's going to be a lot of these this year, I think. Uh-huh. Yep.
2: We, we love our bonus episodes.
1: Do love these bonus episodes. All right. So again, full spoilers. We'll get right into it in five, four, three, two, one. What'd you think, Lara?
2: It was fabulous. I didn't say amazing this time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Shazam. Fabulous. I agree. I agree. I think it was also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. This was I usually go see like these types of movies the first day they come out mm-hmm. early in the morning as early as I can and the theater is rarely packed and there were not a lot of people in the theater but you could feel the energy in the room people were laughing people were were reacting to everything people were cheering it was it was so good it was so good
2: that's why I like going the first weekend because yeah. when you know that you're with your people and you know that people are going to be excited, that's why they're there, yeah, yeah <laughs> I like when the theater is full, but mm-hmm. I understand you want to make sure you get your tickets and you want to see it as soon as possible.
1: <laughs> I do yeah, I cannot wait, I can't wait, <laughs>
2: yeah oh, and
1: uh, yeah, but no, but it was so much fun it was it was so much fun it I know I know there's a lot of uh, points that you want to get to, but just, mm-hmm. you know g- general reactions, yeah, like just fun.
2: It was it was so fun. I laughed so hard at so many times. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I really think that the adults who were playing children did an amazing job. Yeah. I wonder, I, I would love to see some behind the scenes to see how they were imitating them. Like if they had the kids do the scenes and then have the adults play the scenes like the kids would
2: or like have the adults hang out with the kids. Yeah. And like yeah, get a yeah. feel for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they did they did great. I mean, especially Zachary Levi obviously. There were times when he reacted and he moved, I was like, "Man, he's he, like he's doing the exact same thing that the younger actor was doing."
2: I think the best one was uh Freddy's adult version.
1: Yeah, he yeah, he sounded exactly like him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it
1: was it was it was very good. It was good. I thought I thought that Darla's did that amazing. was good too. Yeah, yeah. I was like she's, Yeah, like we she's didn't the see one that, as
2: much of the other two. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but she's the one that made me think that little girl has a way of speaking and, mm-hmm. and doing things. She's on This Is Us. Yes, and and <laughs> uh, so so her character was so great, and the actress that played you know the the, the Shazam version of her. Oh, it's like it is it, it is her she's acting like her and not like imitating her i don't know i thought it was really good i thought it was amazing the way they did that
2: that's good that's good mm-hmm.
1: and uh, yeah that part when they, i was i can't believe they did it i can't believe that they actually had the shazam family did mm-hmm. you think that was gonna happen
2: no i didn't think it was gonna happen and it was so cool as soon as like he was as soon as they started talking about my brothers and sisters, and I was like, Oh heck no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they're all gonna have powers. <laughs> because
1: I know from the comics. I know that they that they're That there's Mary
2: Marvel and, yeah. Yeah, and the family and
1: And I thought I mean they also mentioned the tiger a few times. I mean, there was mm-hmm. there was no way to pull that in yet. But I really thought, okay, the family, this is something that they're gonna set up for a sequel. There's no way that we're getting that now. And we got it. Like it wasn't even, it, it wasn't in the last five minutes either. You know, it was like, we had time with them. It was towards the end of the movie, but it was still like, we, we got to enjoy that feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and when it came, it was, it was like, oh, oh yeah, family, this, that, like, let's just do it. Let's just do it right now. It was, I, I read a review that said that it was like, the movie is all about wish fulfillment and, mm-hmm absolutely like that moment like i was wishing for that to happen and i can't <laughs> believe that it did <laughs> yeah my theater exploded when that happened
2: mm-hmm. when
1: that when they when the kids changed
2: oh, so oh yeah good. So good. everybody <laughs> got really excited
1: yeah 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 so i know there are, there are a lot of themes uh that you wanted to touch on in the mm-hmm. movie
2: definitely um i feel like especially the foster kid foster care kind of theme is the and chosen family versus your family of origin is the biggest theme throughout the movie. I work with a lot of kids in foster care. I work with kids that live in group homes. And I feel that every kid, whether they're in foster care or not, should be that I work with, should be seeing this movie. It's so impactful and has great representation of what it's like to have this idea and this fantasy of... I'm going to go home to my parents. When I find them, I'm going to go home. We're going to be together. And that doesn't happen. And for every kid, it's not like, oh, yay, I have my chosen family or this chosen family. I have this foster family that's great. But it works. And it is one representation of what could happen and the attitude that he has. Um, Not every group home is like the one that they live in in the movie. I've never worked with a group home that's like that, where it's just a couple running a a family home. Mm-hmm. But I see I see how that could be beneficial. Both of the parents were foster kids themselves.
1: Well, you live in California. How many kids can two foster parents have at a time?
2: It depends on the kind of license they have. If they're running a larger group home, it would have to have staff or something. But I think six is about right.
1: Yeah, because it, they they called it a group home, but really it was a couple who yeah. was fostering. Right? It wasn't yeah. set up like
2: it wasn't an institutionalized group home at exactly, all. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. you can categorize. I, I, you can categorize a family owning a home like that as a group home, which is separate from hmm. like a multi multi child foster home.
1: Gotcha. I lived in Philadelphia. I don't know what the what the laws are there.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Most group homes that I've been in only have about six kids in them anyway. Okay. I don't know the specifics of the licensing regulations on that stuff, but I felt like it was a cool setup. And obviously the, the kids that they had in this home are not the same kids that I have worked with who need a very high level of care. Yeah. These are kids that need to be with a family. Yeah. It, it, it was interesting seeing how different I mean that was a big age range there with Darla and I think the oldest was Billy.
1: No Mary was the oldest. Oh
2: Mary was the oldest, right? Duh. Because yeah. <laughs> she's going to college. Yes. Uh so that's a very big age difference and there yeah. can be regulations about kids going into into homes with different ages too, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's as regulated in a in a home like that.
1: Yeah. Well because you work at a mental health group home. Mm-hmm. They didn't present this as a mental health situation, right? They presented it more in like the the classic TV foster care. Yeah, yeah. This kid needs a parent, and, you know, they're going to get adopted, et cetera. Yeah. And we don't the- know the situation of any of the kids. We only see Billy's. Billy, yeah. His father is in jail. Mom abandoned him. And <sighs> holy shit, I mean, you know, we saw him moving through the system. We saw him with a social worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had plenty of clients who that was their experience.
2: Mm-hmm. And the yeah. behavior that Billy gets into could put him in a more institutionalized home. And I think that's what the social worker was getting at.
1: The criminal behavior? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh,
2: the the running away, the getting oh, in he, s- he stole
1: the cop's Gino's cheesesteaks. That he forget, crossed the line forget
2: the like
1: forget the patrol walking them was, in
2: and the nope, car and all of that nope. no the steak <laughs> the cheese steak he's
1: like "Yeah, had to take my lunch and everybody <laughs> in the
2: theater was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it was Geno's. like what it, oh man that was i i have line. not
2: lived in philadelphia but i understand Geno's is important
1: it is yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
0: That was really good. Was really yeah.
2: Good. Yeah.
1: There's so many good jokes. Like, I remember at the time he's like, oh, the view is great from up here. Now I know why Rocky trained so hard to get up here.
2: Oh, my gosh, <laughs> 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 A lot um, of really good jokes. Oh <laughs> uh, A lot of good jokes. And, I mean, I see a lot of kids like Billy who use humor to kind of deflect yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And, and make himself feel better about what's going on. Uh, which is, it was so cool to watch this movie. I'm so glad that there was a movie with a focus on a foster kid uh, with a positive kind of ending.
1: You know, I I remember having quite a few clients like in Billy's situation, maybe, you know, personality wise, situation wise, a little different, but, you know, but the parents in a similar situation moving in and out of, of different foster homes and, an activity that I used to, that I used to do was envisioning yourself as a superhero, or uh-huh. they would tell me stories about, you know, them and their parents, but they would change the character. You know, it would be like a, a superhero story, but they would change the character. Sometimes those were just the, the way that the kids told the story. Same way. Like in play therapy, if we had, um, I used to use all sorts of superhero characters. Uh, I said when I used to go, uh, from home to home, like, uh, do in-home counseling, I had these, uh, finger puppets, Mm -hmm. They were all different superheroes and it was amazing to see how the kids would project their parents and themselves onto these characters. So to see Billy actually become a superhero, you know, Mm -hmm. and still like, what would I do if I had those powers? What would I accomplish? What would I do differently? How would I help my parents? How would I, the the movie didn't touch on that part uh, specifically, but it's something that came to mind
2: mm-hmm. often
1: while i was watching the movie because like he didn't use his powers to find his mom
2: no he did that on his own and his family helped him do that
1: <laughs> yeah and he didn't use his powers to impress his mom either it was right. it was all him they, they could have explored that a little uh mm-hmm. that would have been but that would have been a, a different a different story arc for for billy
2: I think that more than Billy Freddy is probably my favorite character in the whole movie. <laughs> um, his story of being a disabled kid in foster care—I mean, his whole like—I know what you're thinking. You're a disabled foster kid. What you have it all. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Why he, so dark? <laughs> he, yeah, he's so into superheroes more than anyone else, and he he got the Superman bullet, and he's got the Batarang, and yeah because he wants to identify with people that can do these things and can yeah. be strong and can can be the hero. And the scene where he becomes his Shazam self and the crutch falls on the ground, I like yeah. teared up. Yeah, Because he was going to get to feel what it was like to fly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really liked that that came after the scene where Billy and, and Freddie have the argument. Billy asks Shazam, tells him, "You're jealous. You just wish you had what I have." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, of course I do. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, that's all I think about. You know, like that's all I can. That's like my biggest wish." And so mm-hmm. to have that scene early and then to have it at the end, yeah, like you said, like that, oh, it's perfect the way that the the crush just fell. Down. And that was the first thing we saw, right? Yeah, it was before
2: like, we saw him. Yeah, it was before we saw. I think any
1: of them, right? Yeah. it was. It was. They all yelled Billy, and then they all yelled Shazam. <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> that was great.
1: Yep. And the crutch fell. So good. So, mm-hmm. so good. It was like chills, you know? Oh, oh.
2: man. And he th- and Freddie thinks about this so much that he's asking, like, questions like, what superpower would you have? Would you have, like... Something like we would ask to kind of get where they're coming from and get what's important to them. And he's like, flight or invisibility? Everyone picks flight because heroes can fly. And he ends up with the flight because not all of them have all the powers. Really?
1: I didn't notice that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Darla can run really fast.
1: Pedro was super strong. Because of
2: super strength. I didn't see exact. I don't remember exactly what Mary had.
1: Eugene could do Hadoukens.
2: Yes, yes. He's that got was the, so good. It's it's almost like they each got a piece of Billy's powers.
1: Okay, okay.
2: The Hadouken, I, oh, the theater erupted with lost the Hadouken. It.
1: I lost it. Mm-hmm. It was so perfect. Like, oh, they set it up so well because, like, gaming is his thing. That's what he does.
2: hmm mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That
1: was really good. That was really good. Uh-huh. Oh, so fun. But well, I, I didn't notice that about the powers. So, but you're right. So, so he could fly. I think Mary could fly too.
2: Mary pro- it, uh, because she looks so different cuz she's supposed to be Mary Marvel, What they're calling her Mary Shazam. I think she's probably going to be more of an equal to to and, Shazam.
1: And her costume looks the same. It was yeah. red with the
2: with the double-layered cape, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was so good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, t- tons of uh, really funny jokes. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, I, I love the. We don't know if it, your body is bulletproof or if, like, if you oh, don't know Yeah, if, if so shoot skin... him in the face. Yeah, so shoot him like, the... yeah, yeah, shoot me in the face. Wait, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the time where he's like, uh, teleportation test. Oh, that was secret, the best <sighs> secret fireproof test
2: <laughs>
1: or fire immunity test. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Or when Freddy tricked him into thinking he turned invisible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, it was oh so good, so good. Yeah, no, I mean just like joy, laughter, happiness. Just such a so fun movie.
2: Before my screening, they had because it was a preview. I don't know if they have it at the at the other screenings. There was a Snapchat filter that you could get. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then when you say, okay, Shazam, it turns you in, and you get the like glowing lightning bolt on your chest, and then you can make your mouth look like a bubble's blowing out of it. It's <laughs> hilarious. Aww. That's cool. So hearing everyone around the theater going, okay, Shazam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, I guess it wasn't really about the villain. Like, there wasn't really much about him. It seemed to be like this. Early moment, like his his parents were such assholes, you know.
2: I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to kill his dad. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Which again, like the same actor that did that played Lionel Luther in Smallville. He was mm-hmm. horrible on that show to, mm-hmm. to Lex, and he made Lex Luther. And in this movie, he made Doctor Savannah. <laughs> uh
2: huh. Uh huh.
1: And and like they, you don't see anything else, right? It's like he treated me so badly. there's that, and then. The wizard also told me that I wasn't enough, right? Mm-hmm. So all of that, we don't see him until, damn, it was like the 70s, right? Yeah. So many, many years, <laughs> right? Lots so of decades later, we Lots don't know of anything. decades
2: of the brother and the father blaming him for the car accident. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and the father not being able to walk. I'm sure he got many years of you're a little shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, like again, then nobody believed him, but what he saw either. Mm -hmm. So, there was a lot of stuff that came together, and then finally, like he, like we see him very for very little time, just as a kid, and then as an adult without the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. So, I wonder, like I was, I was a little confused about how much of his behavior was influenced by the sins, because. They implied that they could. They were telling him what to do, right? They were like voices throughout his, his head.
2: life since he went there. Yeah.
1: Well, no, not throughout his life. Just oh, yeah. when after, like when he met with when them, he had the right? eyes. Yeah. And, and then when they were the in eye. him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I understood it. So I wonder, like, how much of Dr. Savannah, the Dr. Savannah that we saw, that was a villain, was the sins talking through him. And acting through him.
2: Well, and we get that scene where all of the other um, sins are out, but envy stayed in him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is it like because that was his driving force? Was it the yeah. one that related to him the most? Was envy controlling him? Was envy taking advantage of him? Was it exaggerating? Like none of that was explored. But it would be. It would be. It, it's interesting. But to it's think all about.
2: symbolic and and helps you think about those concepts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would, I would like to see more about about that, but like the sins are out, and he's the Shazam villain,
2: mhm,
1: apparently, I thought it was Black Adam, but apparently Savannah is it, yeah.
2: and i didn't I didn't know much of anything about Shazam when I went in other mm-hmm. than he's a lot like Superman and he's a kid that can turn into an adult, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I knew and It really made me want to read some Shazam comics.
1: Yeah. I mean, hes I always remember him from Kingdom Come. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's like an interesting twist there that...
2: I I think I have that graphic novel somewhere and I haven't read it.
1: uh, I don't know if I want to bring it up. It's a spoiler for Kingdom Come. It's like 30 years old. Forget it. I'll uh, I'll, 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 I'll mention it because it's something I was thinking about throughout the movie. Uh, In Kingdom Come the it's it's like a future story right mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not canon at all but in the story the, the our main superheroes like batman superman wonder woman they're older they're 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 much older and so there's this new generation of heroes that are coming up and there's like a like a civil war kind of situation between the younger generation and the older generation and billy batson is is there and it's funny because so much time has passed the version of Billy Batson that we're seeing isn't him Shazammed. It's actually him as an adult. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody points that out at some point. It's like, Oh, I didn't realize that this was you. I always remembered you as a boy. Right. So he's like, that's him. So throughout the movie, I was thinking like the thought kept crossing my mind about like, well, what happens if like 10 years from now they want to do another Shazam movie? Do you, do you, do you recast the actor? like how do you, how do you do it? <laughs> right? Like it makes sense right now Have to change him pass the 14 year
2: old I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. like Zachary Zachary Levi was jacked for this film right mm-hmm. But also yeah. he is Shazam, you know So like do you well I guess I guess the answer that makes the most sense would be or you, you cast Zachary Levi as Billy Batten, right? Mm-hmm. because it's like it's the older version of him. like this is what they would look like when they're older. Yeah. Okay, I figured it out. I figured it out. Kingdom should, Come actually I'm glad, answered that I'm, for glad me. Yeah. I'm
2: glad we uh we talked it through. <laughs>
1: it wasn't it wasn't that hard. The answer was right in front of me all along. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a I don't know. It's a, it's a cool idea that once you are like it transforms these kids into into their adult selves, but you know, eventually they will be adults.
2: Yeah, it's kind of that idea of people are bringing up like Michael Keaton should play Batman or Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond if that's, they did a Batman bad. Beyond movie.
1: That's not a bad idea. I like that. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, almost any of the, the Batman's, the older, bat. like you could get Val Kilmer to do it. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I think you do. I think you do Michael Keaton. Okay. And then, and but then you make it a sequel to Batman returns.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you do it legitimately.
2: Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen, now anything is possible. Anything is possible.
2: Well, anything is possible because Marvel can make uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Clark Gregg look very young.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, this is true.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You can do anything with computers.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Okay. Well, I guess um, there's only one more thing I want to talk about in the movie. Is there anything else you want to mention?
2: Let's get to what you want to (gasps) mention.
1: Superman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool.
1: Apparently, this is what I read: that Henry Cavill agreed to do it, and they were going to have Henry Cavill do it, but that the school that they were recording in, they only had it for one day.
0: Oh, and that no
1: matter how hard they tried, they couldn't get the schedules to match up because they they recorded in that school um, on a day when it was like the, there was a, like a holiday. So they rented out the school, and so they couldn't make it happen. But that's obviously the suit from Man of Steel. Oh, definitely. And Justice League, like, there's no doubt. I didn't see how much chest hair was sticking out to to know uh, if it was Henry Cavill. But uh, the, the quote that I read from, I don't know if it was the director, but he said that they liked the way it turned out because the way the camera cuts off the head, it allows you to just focus on Freddy's reaction. And really, that's what it's all about. Like, apparently, it was scripted as a scene where Superman sat down and they had a conversation. There was banter between all of them.
2: But Freddy's reaction is the best thing.
1: That's it. Yep, he was like, that's what it was really all about. And we cut it there. And it's the perfect ending for the movie. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I agree, I agree. I agree. Also, I imagine that they, I didn't read this anywhere, but I'm guessing (laughs) that Mm -hmm. they considered CGIing henry cavill's head onto the body but after the mustache debacle they were probably like nope we're not doing that at all because no matter how good we think it looks somebody's gonna be like uncanny valley it doesn't look right it looks weird his head is floating mm-hmm. despite the fact that we can de-age you know samuel L. jackson and patrick stewart and and everybody this is not uh <laughs> something that i yeah I, I think i think it's okay that we didn't uh See Henry Cavill. I wish we could have. It would it would have yeah. also added some, like concluded all the. If he isn't he going to to play Superman again? Because he he keeps saying yes, but other people keep saying no. So, but, but I love I love that scene. <laughs> I love it mm-hmm. so much.
2: <laughs> Freddie was so excited.
1: Yep. Now I uh, the two after credit scenes. I didn't understand the middle one at all. I didn't look it up. I don't know what that bug uh, caterpillar thing is.
2: I can't remember what it was either. I I looked at uh, Nina and I was like, what is that? And she said (laughs) something, but I don't remember what she said.
1: Well, That's not very helpful.
2: I know. I know.
1: (laughs) I didn't look it up. I haven't had enough time. I didn't look it up. Uh, So I don't know what that was about. But it shows that Savannah is definitely going to, you know, can possibly be in the picture in the
2: future. Lex Luthor gonna bust him out of prison.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. they're
2: in the same prison. I don't know. Hey, remember
1: at the end of Justice League, mm-hmm. Lex and Deathstroke are talking about like getting a team together. Uh-huh. So Savanna could definitely do that if, like, from here to then, he he gets magic. Right? There's there are other ways to get magic. He says. Which mm-hmm. is cool that they're introducing. It's cool, right? Like when when Doctor Strange introduced magic into the MCU, I thought that was cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Because when you universe, think about powers, you think about science, right? Yeah, now. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We but, have aliens and and other other in Marvel. You have mutants and and so it's all very sciency. But magic is this whole other being. The way Marvel
1: talks about it, it, it it's kind of a science.
2: Mm-hmm. But here, I I want Zatanna.
1: Well, that's the thing in the in the in the DC world, magic is very different. It's like mm-hmm. this other element, right? It, there is no science necessarily to it, and it's one of those things that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But like Superman is very weak to magic, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something yeah. that you can you can play with in the movies in a way that that is that is interesting. So now now we have magic in the world, and we're we're calling it magic, and and that's interesting. And so we'll see. I was expecting maybe a Black Adam tease or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe when they mentioned that they chose the wrong champion, I thought that maybe that might be them talking about Black Adam. That could be. Like that he caused the destruction of like the... Maybe he killed the other six. I don't know. I, I assumed that they were talking about Black Adam, but my my Black Adam history is... Is not great right now. Hmm. I haven't read. I can, like I mentioned (laughs) in the, in tomorrow's episode of GT radio, I haven't read DC enough in a, in a while
2: soon. You can read it all
1: soon. Very soon. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, DC universe is adding all of their digital comics to their DC is adding all their digital comics to the DC universe program. There we go. It's confusing. Uh, because it's the DC Universe is the name of the service and the app, but yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I can't wait, and so I'll, I'll do my research before <laughs> before the next movies come out. But and then and the the last the last scene I thought it was really funny. I thought it was I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> what could he talking to fish? What, what would you do? And he's like pointing at his Aquaman t shirt. Aquaman, <laughs>
2: Aquaman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, that's the big joke about. Aquaman and has been until we get this version of Aquaman. Who's a Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's so good.
1: (sighs) Too much fun. Now, unfortunately we don't get another DC movie until next year. Oh yeah.
2: But we do get a lot of other superhero movies.
1: Yeah. Well actually, well technically, wait a minute is birds of prey. I think birds of prey is next year, right? I don't think it's this year. (gasps) Actually, let's look that up right now. Are you looking it up?
2: Birds. Oh, pray! And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn
1: uh-huh.
2: is February twenty
1: twenty. Gotcha. Well, and and the Joker is in October actually, but that's yeah. not that's not canonically within the. It's still it's DCEU. still a,
2: a comics movie though. It's still
1: well, well, yeah, yes, and it is a DC movie, but it's not a DC EU movie. Yeah, so it's it shouldn't. I don't. It I don't doesn't think affect
2: it anything with Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, or the others. Superman. Or,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and actually, uh, shout out to uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five, which comes out in about a week. That is an animated film, and it stars uh, that like it has the Justice League, but the composition of the team it, it always changes movie to movie. Mm-hmm. And the actual star of this version of the movie of this version of the the Justice League is Jessica Cruz.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, which is a Hispanic green lantern who suffers from severe anxiety and that's a big part of her character and they explore that in the movie and there's another character called star boy which i don't really know about but he's i think from the legend the legion of superheroes and he has he has another mental illness that he's dealing with i don't remember which one it was but mental health is a big issue in this movie because two of the main characters are struggling with it. So I'm really curious about how that movie is going to deal with this stuff.
2: That's going to be awesome.
1: Should we do a bonus episode <laughs>
2: when it comes maybe, out? Maybe I should should watch it. Is it going to be on DC Universe? Maybe I'll actually get it now that it's...
1: <laughs> I bu- so I know it comes out on April 16th on Blu-ray. It's already available digitally. But I don't know if it's on when it's going to be on DC universe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think that that does it for this bonus episode of GT radio. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the movie. Let us know what you thought. Let us know your favorite scenes, your favorite jokes, what we got wrong, where you agree and what you want to see from future Shazam installments. Have some ideas. Uh, <sighs> you can tell us all about that on the GT forum at forum.keytherapy.com. You can always check out the Discord at geektherapy.com slash Discord. And find us on Twitter at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next GT Radio. Shazam! You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com geektherapy.
0: You're walking down a deep cavernous cave in search of an ancient powerful treasure. You're not sure what danger might lurk around every corner. And as you turn around the bend, you see a deep cavernous pit. A fall would mean certain death. As you look up, You see that dangling on a rope above the chasm is a small gnome, his eyes wide with shock. I'm so glad you're here. I've got myself in quite the pickle. Now what do you do next? Believe it or not, this kind of fantasy roleplay can have meaningful, long-lasting effects for kids who struggle with social skills and problem-solving skills. This is Adam from Game to Grow. We were founded on the therapeutic power of tabletop role-playing games. And for the last eight years, we've helped kids build confidence, creativity, and social skills. But we can do better. And that's why we're launching Critical Core. Critical Core is a therapeutic role-playing game targeted to the needs of kids on the autism spectrum. And it's coming to Kickstarter March 19th. Together, we can reach thousands of children around the world. Please help us by pledging your support now at criticalcore.org.